welcome back to Turf Talk. There's jumping horses. There's jumping horses to talk about, about this weekend, and I am buzzing. Uh, there's also a couple of group ones as well on the flat, but it was really that fuss. We've also got to review, apparently, the most important flat race of the entire season. Apparently, that will is last weekend. Who cares? Vieta guides running in a veteran's chase. Oh, that's what we live for. Uh, my name's Lewis Tomlinson. On the other end of the line, in a room that's been redecorated, apparently, is Mr. Jim Watson. How are you, pal? <laughs> Hello, very well. Um, the Lost in Translation wallpaper is being sent off to print, and hopefully we will, we will be able to see him every day I wake up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be too long. To be fair, we're counting down the days till the till the Betfair chase. Uh, I guess the big news midweek, Jim, has been which race has gone from the festival, and it is the novice handicap in favour of the Mrs. Paddy Power Mares chase. It doesn't, doesn't sound cr- cracky, does it? Uh, look, whether you're in favour of a Mares chase or not. You think it was the right call to get rid of the novice handicap? Yeah, I think it, I think it is in the end. I, I mean, it is a very competitive race, and I can see both points of view. And I'm not necessarily in favour of a mare's chase, but we're going to have to just accept that that that's going to be here. Um, it, it, I know that there's counter arguments for and against, and I think it will make the the three grades novice chases graded stronger um, I, I know that maybe it might just add to field size which will probably help uh, bookmakers and four places five places will probably come into play then um, I just feel like as much as I was psyching myself up for it being the Boodles uh, or the Kim Yo uh, well, I'd have loved for it to have been the Fred Winter I mean, I wouldn't have minded to be the Fred Winter. It's not my favourite race at the festival. Um, Who, na- na- name the first three from last season's Fred Winter. Um, I was looking at the form of the Fred Winter from early on because Time White's out this weekend, isn't he? Um, but literally, they can't. I, I can no, tell one you, no one cares. I can, it's a point went, I can tell you who went off favourite for that race. Huh. Blacko of Alan King's Apple Tree Farm. Because um, I was, I think he's back out again this weekend as well. Um, it's, yeah, uh, it, it's not a, it's not necessarily an exciting race, is it? The, the Fred Winter, um, especially now they change it to the Boodles, which I don't think, I don't like calling it the Boodles. It's not as exciting, is it? Um, but yeah, I understand why they picked that race. I know it's a competitive handicap that's normally a bit of fun, but they had to get rid of one, didn't they? I mean, they didn't. That that'd be my first point. I said, do we need do we need a mares chase at the children's festival? There's not been any clamour for it. I've seen more people wanting a veterans chase than the mares chase. That that that'd be insane as well, to be fair. But I understand why they're doing it, and I understand why they've got rid of the novice handicap. I don't quite buy into the argument that it'll strengthen the graded races. One or two may run in a graded race instead of the handicap, but. Like I say, Aplutar and Imperial Aura were off 144 and 143. They were gifts of marks. You'd have run them in the plate, wouldn't you? Rather than take on the, gri- the grade one horses. The only thing it's going to do is the plate's already the hardest festival race to get into. The bottom one this year got enough 140. 
it'll just push that up by another three or four pounds. It'll be harder to get into the Grand National. It's 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 it's, it's going to make the the strongest handicap at the festival even stronger, uh, which is a shame because you have some very very decent horses that don't get a run in the Burn Group Plate or whatever it's called nowadays, and they, you know they'd, they'd, they'd be well worth the place in any other festival race. It's a, it's a, I think it's a shame that. It's an obvious handicap. It's a race I enjoy. It's competitive. You can come up, you know, it's an interesting race to analyse. Uh, more so than the Fred Winter as well, because, you know, we tend to know there's so little evidence with the Fred Winter, whereas we tend to have a little bit more to go on. I know I was having a debate, this debate on Twitter today, and uh, Rory Fitzgerald pointed out to me that he, he said he thought it might, we might see fuller campaigns from the sort of horses who will be targeted like the likes of Galvin you know won't won't be raised to protect their mark which I see could be a positive but I, I think it's a loss to the festival if I'm honest I, w- I don't think the Fred Winter would have been a loss and I, I like the Kim Muir I love staying chasers but I don't think that had been a loss either because well it's a second it's a second division to the Ultima and the Grimthorpe the Leinster National they all exist within a week away. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 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 good to look. It'll it'll be there at Sandown on Imperial Cup Day. I'm not sure it'll it'll be the same race because I say if you have a horse who can get into a festival race, if it's a Grand Annual, you know, or the Plate, or you want to step up to three miles, or you have a tilt at the Marsh, you go there surely. And who brings a horse over from Ireland to run on Imperial Cup Day? Yeah, no one. Well, apart from Willie Mullins. <laughs> so I'm just not 100% about... I see why it's been done. It's not... It wouldn't have been my pick. I'm sure you can gather from what I've already said. I'd have got rid of the Fed Winter. And I wouldn't have even run that on Imperial Cup Day. Yeah. Just just got rid of it completely. Uh, speaking of two-mile hurdlers, the Ark was one by one. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah, I see. I, 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 you could tell. You could tell I've been practicing, lad. Uh, now let's. First of all, before I slate the arc, did you enjoy it? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I, I, I had more enjoyment with the races after after the arc. Um, I was disappointed in the Lagardere. I thought Fevrova got absolutely whacked around and pushed everywhere. I was I was furious after that Marcel Boussag. And after seeing the art result, well, watching the art, I was I was in a right grumpy mood. I think, oh God, <laughs> where does this stand? Uh, and Tanawa cheered me up a bit, and uh, the foray with one master doing it three times in a row was superb. But other than the arc, I think it was a shocking arc. Yeah, it, I, I think it was a, in general a bit of a below average race. Uh, look, as I said before, even with the O'Brien horses in, I thought there was only one horse who had proven themselves to be properly top class over a mile and a half. Uh, I don't want to be unfair about the Sotsas because he's ran to tire form of him down to running to the exact same level as he did when he was third last season. And I think that's exactly fair. You know the horses in behind, in swoop, 
can take positives from him going forward if he stays in training can win, win group ones on soft ground but I don't think it's a particularly vintage crop at the minute the first five home were French uh, you know and I, I think we've commented on before I think everyone's kind of been having a bit of a giggle about the state of French racing at the minute the horse the horse who I think emerged from it with the greatest amount of credit is Persian King correct who ran really well over a trip that wouldn't have played to his strengths and despite me saying he wasn't a proper group one horse over a mile and a half. He's a proper group one horse over his trip. And is he retired now? I, I presume so, because everything that seems to run in this race that's French just gets retired straight after it. That's it, gone. No more. And what's even funnier is that um, Coolmore really do have the last laugh at everything, don't they? Because they own the breeding racks on Sotsas. Even though they probably had arguably one of the most frustrating and horrendous weekends of their owning career having all their horses withdrawn due to the due to the feed they still even win the arc how magnificent is that operation yeah i mean it was i mean the arc was boring the build up wasn't boring we'll give it that it it it, it, it was a mess it was a messy race we'd have all loved to have seen enable enable go and do it uh, she was flat I don't think you could have gone into it with fully confident because she hadn't had to show absolutely anything really this season her only worthwhile run was in the Eclipse over a trip short of her best mm-hmm. she was a hard horse to assess going into it and even though I thought, I thought she would have won the race uh, I wasn't I wasn't gobsmacked that she finish that far behind mm, I, I mean it wasn't a pleasant race to watch really um, slow run PCB got a fairly, fairly easy lead up front he dictated how fast they went um, I mean you would have thought that Pellier would have had some form of instructions even if Stradivarius is going nowhere Please, can you just let Enable out to just give her a chance? But Pellier was never giving her a chance, really, on outside. Um, she got took a few bumps since she Enable, but I, I still don't think she was good enough on the day. Uh, the ground certainly blunted uh, her chances as well, although she has run well on softer ground. Um, I mean, the only positive at stake is a back goal trip for four places, and that was the only positive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it go to ran well, and that was a, that was a very decent shot from you, pal. The Ark undercard, you've already touched on the lagger there and uh, the Boosak. Great to see one master get the hat trick in the four eight. She's a horse who I think every racing fan has a lot of time for, even though she beat our boy Safe Voyage, who ran creditably as well. Good to see her flight back to near his best as well. I'd agree with you in saying that was the race in the meeting. Yeah, for sure. And I even think, I know Safe Voyage often likes to dictate from the front. Um, I think if they'd just gone a bit faster for him, or Earthlight had kicked on a bit, I think he would have, Safe Voyage would have won. He was coming back towards the end, wasn't he? And his stamina was kicking in. It's a fairly sharp seven uh, in the foray, and we know that his stamina is probably seven and a half. He's probably his best, because we've seen him over a mile. Um, however, 
you can't say that he's not run with credit and off to the Breeders' Cup we go. Yeah, yeah. looking forward to that, mate. Looking forward to that. Uh, Tanawa as well. She's developed into a very, very good filler this season for the Isle of Khan. Yeah, for sure. And Sumion rolled her to perfection on the outside. We've seen him ride her in the last two occasions. Um, last time in the Vermeer and, uh, and this time beating Alpine Star. Um, come with a nice late run on the outside and just got her head in front and she is turning into a really, really nice uh, filly and uh, that's another one that's, who's heading to the Breeders' Cup, I think Yeah, what, what, what a class filly she's turned out to be uh, This weekend, Jim It's all about Chepstow for me but I guess the place we've got to start <laughs> is Newmarket Uh there's a small matter of the Dewhurst stakes, and I tell you what, on paper, even even with chips, so it's got me a little bit excited. Chindit five to two favourite to make it four in a row this season. Three to one the national stakes win a Thunder Moon. Eight to one Alchemate. Tens Albashir and Wembley. Twelfth Cadillac. 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 Fuck knows. Uh, Etonian St Mark's Basilica. Fourteens as well. Sixteen to one. Bar then. Jim, where are you landing with this? Everyone you'd have wanted to turn up has turned up. Um, I think I'm going to desert Chindit. Um, as much as we re- we both really fancied him last time in the Champagne, didn't we? Um, he got the better of Al Bashir, who who renews his rivalry here. I I, I think that Chindit is a beatable horse in a Group One, and I'm probably I'm just edging towards Alchemy at the minute. Um, I was really impressed with that Mill Reef performance. Um. He beat 5,000 to 1 uh, by three quarters of a length, who, who reopposes here as well. I've only just realised how well named 5,000 to 1 is. Um, out, out of promised money, and that's the price that Leicester were to win the league. And it's, Well, it's, it's loose, but I think that's quite clever. Um, it's better than my Frankel. And <laughs> Alchemy, I, I feel last time. That performance, maybe we slightly underappreciated him because we were expecting Barry and Pride with a master uh, to be more up there with more of a chance. And he showed like the step up to seven furlongs in this will certainly suit him in comparison to what he's been running over in the past, which was six. Um, and I feel like at eight to one, he's probably where I'll be landing at this moment in time. I think he's a he's fair enough each way price. Um, you have to respect Thunder Moon, who's having only had two starts and one of them was winning a group, well, the Group 1 National Stakes, getting the better of Wembley and St. Mark's Basilica, um, Master of the Seas, who won the superlative, and, well, the farm's packed in behind them. Um, but you feel like, I just feel like I want to see him do it again and I'm willing to watch him go and win this because if he does, I'll accept it. He's a, he's a pretty class horse, but... I don't want to say it, but I feel like last time was a bit of a fluke. And maybe it's because Lucky Vega and Master of the Seas didn't... Well, Lucky Vega never really got a run, and Master of the Seas was never really in the race. Um, I'd just quite like to see him do it again. At the prices, um, towards towards the bottom end of the market, Atonian's a horse I've got a lot of time for. He's had his two wins at Sandown over seven, um, one of them being the Solario and I thought he did that really well. He did an awful lot wrong in that Solario. He took about two false steps, 
Um, could have lost all his confidence, but he didn't. And he won going away comfortably in the end. Pat, Pat Dobbs wasn't hard on him in the end. It's it's not surprising that Pat Dobbs remains with Chindi and not um, Etonian, but Tom Marquand gets aboard him. And I'm sure he can certainly do a job, uh, having previously been with Richard Hannon in the past. Um, I mean, it's a really, really good race. And it's difficult to put narrow colours to a mask. I think it's going to be a watch and enjoy race, but at the price he's Alchemate and Etonian. I all agree that I think Etonian's slightly overpriced. Look, the race, the race he won last time out uh, wasn't great, was it? But I, I was really impressed after after being in a position looking like the race was the race had gone for him. The way he was able to power away and he was he was clearing away really to take the salario. Uh, look, every, every time Chindit's ran this season, I've been hugely impressed with him. I've not found a flaw in his game yet, and he's going to be the one I'll side with here. He just looks so smooth at every stage. You know what I mean? When he's on the bridle, he doesn't look awkward. When he's asked to quicken, he can quicken. And when he's asked to graft, he'll graft. He's also got a hell of a lot of time for already. And I, ho- I hope he wins this. Uh, it's, it's a competitive race, like you said, Thunder Moon. Obviously, he took the national. I'm not sure how much I'd agree with you that it was a fluke, because things didn't go right for him in the run. But I, I, I'd agree with you that I'm not sure that we saw the best versions of Lucky Vega, our master of the seas there. I'm not sure, not sure how much I buy into these Aidan O'Brien two-year-olds this year. I'd be against Wembley and St. Mark's Basilica here. Al Bashir ran fine in the Champagne Stakes. He's got work to do on to beat Chindit, though, surely turning the tables. I can't see any reason why you'd do that. And I agree, I, I like Alcumate. I, I like him, and I, I can see where you're coming from. I just don't rank him as as likely winner as Chindit for me. He, he's, he's the favourite, but that, that'll be where I'm landing. I've, if, if you'd have given me, if you'd have given me this list on paper, I'd have picked Chindit out, and I don't particularly see any reason at the prices to go against him. He's not like he's completely unreasonable. Yeah, and it's um, also the sire of the moment at this moment in time, uh, Walton Bassett, isn't he? Uh, he's banging in winners left, right, and centre. Yeah, doing really, really well. Obviously, now with a uh, now under the Coolmore banner uh, yes. from now on. Uh, the race after that, Jim at half at three thirty-five. I want to say half three. It's not half three. Three thirty-five is uh, the Cesaro Witch over two two miles and two furlongs. Big staying handicap. <laughs> How many of them are allowed to run now? Thirty-four. We're saying. Uh, anyway, they bet the 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 bet. Best price of nine to one joint fives, co-fives of three, so they could train. Great White Shark and Leon Cavallo. Twelve to one not so sleepy, sixteen's mundane, eighteen's just you, but twenty to one, Summer Moon, Rock Eagle, Dalton Highway, and Linwood Gold. Uh, just a thirty four Jim piece of piss this. Yeah, it's not a race I I've got a very good history in. Um normally do horrendous in it. Um not a race I necessarily like. Uh, the lineup on paper is is okay. Can, uh, shall we replace the Cesarovich with a novice handicap? I'd, I think I'd rather. Um, 
Coltrane's probably got the best chance, but I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure that the distance of two mile two will necessarily be up his street. If, I mean, if you were to push me, I'd be not so sleepy. Um, yes, be, I'm with you. I'd be, I'd be willing to give him another go over these staying distances. Having seen him run so well in this race last year behind Stratton, um, he finished well, six and six and odd lengths behind behind him. Um, he's off the same mark this year, and we saw that he bounced back to great form at, at Pontefract the other week, beating Dark Jedi, who's been in tremendous form in all these sorts of races, and uh, form links up with that. Um, we've seen him campaigned over hurdles, and he absolutely ripped the field apart in that Group Three over hurdles. If you remember, he was really, really keen and. Um, he was never really challenged and knew, I mean, we're talking about jumps form, but nothing went his way after that. Um, it's it's the clear that the trainer holds him in quite high regard, that he's going to be popping in one of these big field handicaps one day. And I think 12 to 1 is probably where the value lies at this moment in time. Um, Graham Lee got on him last time and and got on well with the horse and he renews the partnership here. And I think if he's goes anywhere like he does normally I, th- I think he'll be fairly close I like I like a horse in the Cesarowitz to be fairly forward um, I don't like him being held back because he, he can be in a different county, county as another one comes from the fronts in a diff- they're all in different counties in certain sections because um, there's some in this that I can see be held up quite a bit um, it's not a race that I'm full of enthusiasm for um, but not so sleepy would be where I'd be landing and I'll probably be cheering on Artorian Fable because I just quite like him. Um, and there was another one. Where, where's he gone? Um, all right, Sunshine. Um, he's run well in this race uh, in the past. Or oh, have I made that up? Uh, maybe I've made that up. Um, he's an awkward ride, and Jamie Spencer gets the ball too gets on well with awkward horses um, and I think he'll run well at 25s but it's not a race I'm over enthusiastic about I'm fully with you Jim I'm not so sleepy mate uh, in a race where I'd be struggling to pick alternatives I'm that keen on I do quite like this horse you know flat form as a, as a younger animal you want a D stakes mm. You know, I, I know he's better known now as a, as a as a hurdler, but he was he was flat type level on the flat. You know, he was he was a proper decent animal. Like you said, the win at Ponte, first flat run since he ran in the champion hurdle, was was fine, but better than fine. It was good that Jedi's been in form all season, uh, an improved horse since joining Tim Easterby. Not so sleepy, put him to bed. Very, very tidily. Uh, when Dark Jedi was Dark Jedi was even money fav. Not so sleepy's up to ninety four here. Uh, same mark. I, I like him. He should stay further than this. He, you know, he's a he's a bit of a tear away. Like I said, he goes from the front. Uh, he'll he'll get the trip fine. We know. You know, he's he does well over jumps over this sort of distance. Like I said, it's a race where I'm kind of struggling to infuse about anything 
further down the market. Coltrane's the one who could be very good. Uh, Great White Shark won over, obviously won over hurdles at the Galway Festival in the second, very narrow second in the Martin Pipe. Leon Cavallo as well as has been running well, won, won a novice chase at Stratford, came back on the flat and won at uh, Haydock back in August. So he's he's in fine form as well, but not so sleep is probably the best jumper in this race. In ter- of of those dual purpose animals, he's the one who's achieved the the highest level uh, over the obstacles. And I'd, I'd just be surprised if ninety four was was the mark of him. He, look, he looks to be at a similar level based on what he did to Dark Jedi at Ponte. So I'm happy to, I'm happy to side with him at twelve to one for Huey Morrison and, and Graham Lee. Yeah. I, I think cracking chance. Anything from the new market group freeze you'd like to talk about, Jim? Is the Zetland stakes over a mile, uh, over a mile and a quarter? The Autumn stakes over a mile, and then also for the older horses, there's the Darley stakes. Highest ground against the rain. That's interesting. Yeah, that that Darley stakes is, in my opinion, the most exciting. Um, I've always thought a lot of both horses that are towards the head of the market in highest ground and the rain. Um, they're the likely race three-year-olds that line up here. I thought highest ground was going to win the derby at one stage, having beat Walt Koenig uh, in that novice race at Haydock. I, um, I, I called him the best middle-distance three-year-old after he won the. Uh, yeah, after he won that, beat Walt Koenig. And I think if O'Shea and Murphy looks back at his ride in the Dante, um, he'd rode him a lot differently. He probably hit the front too soon. Um, just wasn't to be for, for, for him that day, but I, I still think he was the best horse in that race. Um, I think highest ground will take all the beating here. I'm going to lay it on the line. I think Darren, I think he's good, but he's not as good as his reputation will be. Um, and it's nice to see that um, the two lightly raced three-year-olds are challenging against some older horses because Dreamcastle, Epic Heroes, Ibeo Prince, Posted with ran an absolute cracker last time in the fortunes. Um, they're all solid rivals, and it'd be nice to see where they rank above them because I would quite like to see a, a three-year-old put in a really, really good performance this season. Because as much as we've not seen a lot of highest ground so far, I do think he, he'll be back as a four-year-old, and I do think there's still a, quite a bit of potential to come for him. Um, I think eleven to four is a fair enough price. Uh, there's only one place up at that at the minute, um, but I think highest ground does take all the beating. Is a horse I've got a lot of time for. I agree with you, mate. I, I feel like the, I hope the Dante was just a little bit of a minor blip under circumstances that didn't particularly play to his strength, rather than a uh, an accurate indicator of how good he is. I'd hope he'd be up to this. I'd hope he'd be up to this. The rain suffers from the fact that he's immensely expensive and immensely well-bred. Uh, looks very, very good on his debut as well, to be fair. Less impressive than X twice. Uh, was a daft price, really, to win the Voltager on what he'd achieved. And though the Voltager was a funny race, wasn't it? They're mm. almost all in a line at points. Uh Again, I think he's a bit too short here at 4-1. to one. Look, it's Qatar Racing, John Gosden, Asheen Murphy. He's a Dubai times Dare me. 
but his form doesn't entitle him to be four to one. Uh, better prices are the likes of, you know, your Dream Castles, your Zabil Princes, who have, who are probably on the downgrade, but have run at higher levels in the past. I know Dreamcastle's coming in off the back of a win at first in a conditions race. I don't see a particularly viable threat to the favourite here. I think Highest Ground will win, and I'm quite confident with that. Yeah, he's close to nap material for me. Yeah, definitely not. The earlier two-year-old races, Jim, the Zetland Stakes, uh, Kit Prios's fab for that in the cause of Moigle, stood for Aidan O'Brien, 7-4. Nine to two, fabulous for Rafe Beckett and Judmont. Nine, same price, Lone Eagle for Martin Mead. Uh, any strong opinion on that? Uh, Kiprios was green as grass last time. He was hard ridden throughout at Galway. Uh, the ground was bottomless; you could hardly see him. Um, and he motored up the hill towards the end, and he, he finally got the idea of it. Um, I think seven to four, skinny, skinny, skinny. Uh, but he could be very, very good. But the greenness that he showed last time slightly worries me. He'll certainly have improved for that run, but it's not one I'm going to be laying all into because I I, I don't think he's. I mean, it was a good. It was he did well to do what he did from the positions he were in last time at Galway, but it was a horrendous um, sort of race to watch if you backed him. Um, and I know there's not that much quality in behind you you probably only have to perform to a 95 rating to win this um but i'd be probably willing to take him on with something like lone lone eagle um he's in at 92 i'd be waiting to see if his price largens anymore because i've been really impressed with him um he was second to recovery run on his debut who lines up here um but he got the better of all man um at goodwood even though it was he was sent off short odds um, he just led towards the end and he's running a nursery I thought that was a good, good performance beating Legend of Dubai and Mark of the Man who have been fairly solid um, Legend of Dubai ran well behind a nice one at Haydock and uh, in that normally hot Newbury um, novice stakes uh, which we see Maximal running the race later I think the Zetland um, I think he's probably the value in this at 92 but I don't have a that strong opinion on it. Yeah, me neither, mate, if I'm honest. Uh, the Autumn Stakes is a good race, though. Yeah, you can't deny all, that. All the big names represented, really, all with ridiculously well-bred horses. Uh, one Ruler and Van Gogh, best prices, 7-2. to two. Giant favourites, One Ruler is a son of Fintre. Uh, she won the Atalanta Stakes back in the day. Uh, for Godolphin, Dubai we call it, and Van Gogh obviously is the son of the Oaks winner imagine by American Pharaoh Maximo 5-1 to one, he's a horse I, I've, I really like Galileo out of Joyeuse again the family of Frankel De Harvey 6-1 to 8-1 to one, latest generation who's the son of Rosina by Frankel I find it mad surely Rosina only retired a month ago Jesus Christ, it makes me feel old. Uh, McGowan, 17-2. Tens, Akmam, 16's Carter. And then 25-1, William Blight and Al Badre. I'm, I'm, I am quite looking forward to this, James. I, I hope one of these could prove to be pretty good. Who are you siding with? 
yeah, I, I do think he's a really good race. Um, we've seen a lot of... Uh, there's quite a bit of form in this that links up together. We've seen one ruler, Max Muller, latest generation, all run against each other. Um, all on the... Well, one ruler and Max Muller already had a start and latest generation appeared on uh, his his season... Well, his, his appearance. Um, Van Gogh... Well, shall we just call him Van Gogh? Um, before I get angry once again. No, I, I, I can't. I, 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 I was trying. I, I could try and do the Dutch thing, but it'll just sound shite. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably the least you're going to get from Dutch at all. Have a go. Have a uh, go. You bottled all in the fence, so you've got to have a go at this. Van Gogh? <laughs> <laughs> um, that wasn't too bad. I, I thought it could have been a lot worse. Um, he, he's got good, solid form. Um, he's second to Cadillac in the juvenile who runs in the uh, Dewhurst Cadillac uh, was probably slightly disappointing in the futurity stakes but again I'm not a strong opinion of American Pharaohs on soft ground and that's what he did that day and he ran well in the tie Ross only, only lost well I think he was the best horse in the race um, but just couldn't get home uh, in the end uh, and it's not often you see Aidan O'Brien pitch a two-year-old straight into group company without winning a maiden first. Uh, he, he got his head in front of the maiden last time, uh, just kept on well enough. And I, I feel like the Aidan O'Brien two-year-olds haven't been that good this season, so I'll probably be looking to take him on. I, I like latest generation. I'm not, I'm not going to shy away from it. Um, I thought he ran really, really well behind some experienced uh, rivals in one uh, one ruler and Max Malou who both run with a lot of credit one behind Etonian uh, who we've, I've talked about as well and Max Malou finished second behind Guru uh, after swinging his manhood around the parade ring before and then being very cultish uh, latest generation made the most headway throughout the race one ruler was always to the front Max Malou was latest generation were more midfield and was never going to get to them, but you felt like, well, at the time I thought he's probably the one, one ruler in latest generation were the two that I'd have taken out of the race. Um, and then he won at Doncaster very impressively, made all night enough, knew his job fairly early on. And I, I just feel like you, you're getting three points bigger than Maximal, who I feel like he, he progressed past last time in his performance. Um, and, I feel like that's a fair enough each way, but, but like I said, Rosina's only just feels like yesterday, doesn't she? Um, and I, I feel like she's probably, she, sorry, he's probably the value in this at eights. Um, I respect one ruler, I think seven to two is a fair enough price, but I was probably slightly disappointed from that flying Scotsman. Um, I thought he should be winning that, and he clearly just bumped into a nice horse in, in New Mandate, who ended up winning the Royal Lodge in the end, uh, uh, and the second is, was impressive on his debut uh, in a maiden at Ascot. So the form of that, I think, is fairly solid enough. I think one ruler should definitely go off favourite. Um, and I think latest generation should at least be sixes, fives. And I just think there's a bit of juice in eights. I've liked Maximal uh, since his first start, really. But I'm struggling to come up with a logical explanation as to where he turns the tables with one ruler. You've always been a big fan of that, that novice form at Newbury, that first race. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think Guru ran his race at Kempton. No, he didn't. It's surely, they're surely better than that. Uh, and you know, I say you've got that first three from that Sandown Maiden in here again. As if I can't come up with a reason why I expect Maximal to turn the tables around with one ruler, then one ruler is the is the starting point for me to try and work out. Well, can I get this horse beat? Uh, potentially we've run off. Potentially, he's you know the second on Irish Champions Weekend. He's good form. Cadillac. He's a very very tidy horse. Uh, he look, he, you know, he's a he's bred to be a miler, like you said, dear. So he's bred to be better over further, really. Uh, the step back up to a mile should suit him. Like you said, though, American pharaohs on this sort of ground. That's the worry. It is probably going to be one ruler for me, Jim. Yeah. If if, if I was to, like like I said, if I was, it's a very very similar thing to how I saw the Dewhurst. Is if you had all this list of names down on paper, whose form is the best, and to me that's one ruler. Sometimes I can't be. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> that that takes it to a hat trick of uh, favourites as well. Now <laughs> uh, we've had the Dewhurst favourite, the Darley favourite, and now we have the Autumn Stakes favourite. So that's superb, that list. Well, if they all win, if they all win, correct. They're not bad prices either. Seven to two, eleven to four. Um, I can't remember the favourite of the Dewhurst. Um, question Excuse mark me. about yeah, six to four. Uh, question mark about one ruler. The way he was ridden last time, I was confused that they decided to hold him up. Um, we saw him at Sandown in that maiden that I talked about, bounced out in front and made all dominate the field. I would have quite liked to have seen him do that last time. I'm not quite sure what they did with the tactics of him. Um, be interesting to see what they do here because I'm sure there'll be a fair amount of pace on. Yeah, tidy race. Uh, there's also the bonus here, stakes. Good race for the Phillies there. Uh, Millisle made an India breathtaking look. All entered in that. It's not far off. You, you could probably put Group 1 next to that. And it wouldn't be as bad as some of the Group 1 sprints we've seen this season. Uh, also at York, there's the Ben Goff stakes on the Saturday. The Colter Gold turns up against the Tin Man Summergan Brando Brad the Brief. Uh, I'm sure this race has already happened five times this season. And I'm sure all five of those occasions. I said Summergan. <laughs> So why change your habit of a lifetime? <laughs> I I am an addict. <laughs> I'm addicted. Please can you put that in your Twitter bio? I'm addicted to Summergan. <laughs> I am addicted to Summergan. Uh, there's also the Coral Sprint Trophy as well. That's probably the big, the big betting handicap at York at ten past three. Pretty valuable six furlong sprint. Ralston Scar and came for the dark nine to one joint favourites. Mister Lupton Tranchy. 10s, 12s, Kinran, Magical Spirit, Bielsa, Admirality, 16 to 1 bar there. Lots of familiar names down the field as well. Do you have, a, do you have an opinion on this, Jim? It's a, it's a fun puzzle to solve these big sprints. Um, I was impressed with what came from the Dart did last time, getting the better of Count Dorsey. Um, I think he likes a really, really good gallop to aim at and, and cycle through rivals. Um, he, he got a right good gallop last time at Haydock. Um, 
he does it on both grounds. Good, soft and good ground. I think 9-1 to is a decent bet. Um, at the bigger prices, I think Soldier's Minute always runs well in these York handicaps. We saw him finish second to acclaim the nation uh, in the Symphony handicap at, at I think, was that at the E-Bar meeting. Um, everything's gone to, for a meltdown for me. Uh, that was over five, but we've seen him run so well over six in, in these sorts of races as well. Um, I think 18 to one's fair enough price, but I, I do like came from the dark. I, I marked him up quite a bit last time because I thought Count Dorsey travelled a lot better than him. Um, I know he all a bit he did disappoint um, at Leicester the other day in, in a nice handicap, but um, maybe that's a long season coming to an end for him. Um, but I think came from the dark will take all, all the beating because he's progressing uh, through these handicaps now, and I, I think maybe there could be a listed race in him somewhere. Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. I might give a chance to Gulliver doing the double. Bear form doesn't look great recently. You know, his, his last five races are zero seven eight zero zero. Those zeros were all actually 11s in the Goodwood... Uh, in the Goodwood... Uh, sorry, the, I'm going to say the Goodwood Cup, the Stewards Cup. <laughs> Be some campaign that... Uh, the bold lad... On Irish Champions Weekend, which Mr. Upton won, and the uh, Gold Cup. So he's, he's actually finished in the first half of all those races. You know, a second in the Scurry Stakes off a higher mark than this earlier in the season. He's coming down in the weights, and I don't think he's particularly aggressive. Uh, and that's a sort of horse. If, if I don't think there's anything I think he's miles clear of their mark, I look at, well, who could be fairly rated? Who has been, who's edging down the weights a pound or two at a time, but not being spanked? And I think Gulliver fits that profile quite well. You know, he's borderline group quality on his day. And he has still been running good races this season. Placed in the Wokingham off this same mark. Uh, he's only two pounds higher than when he won it last year. He's 16 to 1. Worst bets. Yes, yeah. each way bets for horses. For horses who on paper, I could see him potentially drift as well. Because on paper, he, he looks like a horse who is going backwards. But I don't think he is one. Uh, David O'Mara and Martin Harley. Uh, I hope he could hit the bullseye. Come on! That's pathetic. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. We love them silks. Uh, jumping horses time. Uh I'd like to start, pal, with the Native River handicap chase at 2.47. You want to rant? 2.47? Who, who wants a race at 2.47? Cause they just, was it at Chepstow? No, it might be Foss Blast the other week. Um, they had something like this. And they still set off at 5.2 or 3 o'clock or whatever, 5 past. Not... Two fights, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. If I see why they're doing it, I don't think it makes some difference because they'll go. You know, half the time they go off two or three minutes late anyway. So why, why does it matter? Uh, yeah. We don't have prices at the minute yet, but I can go through some of the runners. Far away. Uh, Optic carries top weight. Uh, for Nigel Tristan Davis in a race he won last season. Brave Eagle, Secret Investor, Bold Mio, Steely Edition, Potterman, Captain Chaos, Some Chaos, 
Django, Django and Seddon. Look, it's hard to analyse a race at this stage without a market. But I wanted to give it a little bit of a, a little bit of a talk because it's the first really good staying chase of the season. You've got three horses rated one fifty plus and a further five rated one forty plus. Is there any that at the weights particularly catch your eye, mate? Um you see Seddon sneaks in at the bottom. Um he's been um in novice chase, he's bumping into Darley Malta, and uh, he was behind Longhouse Sale on his on his chase start. Um, he sneaks in. He's interesting that they're pitching him in this deep so soon. Um, Bulbmere was a horse I liked last season. I know um, we only saw him stay on his feet two out of the four times, and then two times he won. Um, he won that handicap chase really impressively and won by turn lands in the end. Bob Marler's a decent enough uh, standing dish. And, um, I think Bob he Marler had a really good year last season. He did. Uh, and I think that he would have won the Totem if he'd stayed on his feet. Um, he was three three lengths ahead when falling, wasn't he? Um, that that was the worst novice, the worst grade of novice chase of the season. Yeah, horrendous. Um, but the less said about that, the, the better. Um, but I think it's interesting. He he comes in here. He's still quite lightly raced, isn't he, for a seven-year-old? Ten starts. He's had he's had the four over fences, and um, he certainly looks like to be having a chance. And you can't rule out good old Bally Optic, um, who we saw go well fresh early season last season when winning the uh, the Charlie Hall. Um, in attritional conditions, um, you know what you're going to get with Bally Optic. He's going to be jumping. Um, it, it's got better the older he's got. Um, and I'm quite looking forward to this race. Don't have a strong opinion. I'd probably be bold, Mayor, if you were to push something. Tends to donate. I, I think there could be a bit of juice in that. Mark. Yeah, Mark of 145 for Bold, Mayor. Uh, the second season chaser. Bally Optic's rated 163 now. I mean, he, he, he likes it soft, but Jesus Christ, sure, he had such a good year last year. You know, obviously he took the Charlie Hall. This, I mean, if they're using this as a warm-up for the Charlie Hall, I can completely see why. Must have a right job on to give weight to this lot. They're not poor horses. Secret Investor, obviously, won the Persian War at this meeting two years ago. He might be where I land. He's a horse I've generally struggled to get much of a grasp on. Uh, secret investor but his, his second in the Denman chase was was quite decent I, I liked that one he was never going to beat Native River uh, who this race is named after but I just I kind of feel the penny might be dropping a little bit with secret investor now maybe I like him as a three miler never particularly convinced by him over shorter enough, you know, most of these races come in sort of, generally have come in sort of small, trappy fields. I'd be interested to see whether this is a circumstance that seems to best affect nowadays. Uh, he might be where I'd be. Uh, the novice chase at 3.22 is a listed race, and God, this is, this is fantastic, isn't it? Fiddler on the Roof versus Fusel Raffles. Versus Grand Sonset versus Longhouse Sale versus Paint the Dream. 
I mean, you've got the top two there will definitely be wanting to win grade ones this season. And you look at Grand Sonti and Longhouse Sale, and I'd be thinking their connections might be thinking, you know, we, we might not be a mile away. Yeah, really, really fascinating race. Um, you've got Fiddler on the roof looking to bounce back after that horrendous run in the Supreme. I, 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 I'm still crying about that, uh, having been so destructive in the Tolworth. You've, you've, it's sort of a race that, well, barring Longhouse Sale, is horses on recovery missions, if anything. And, and that's nothing against them, because Fusil Raffles, we saw him just get, well, he got home in front fairly comfortably in the end at Utoxida, but he's been on a recovery mission after a disappointing champion hurdle and um, disappointing in the Christmas hurdle. Uh, Grand Sansi, um we saw towards the end of last season, was solid enough at, at graded hurdle level. And um, I th- I, I've been really looking forward to him going over a fence, and we and we saw him, uh, we've seen him do that um, a fair few times now. Um, Longhouse Sale has been impressive so far at this time of the year. He's beat the right horses in the in the summer jumping. Um, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing him jump but for me it's all about Fiddler on the Roof I'm a massive fan of him um, I think he's got plenty of I think he's I think he's got well the, the change I still call it the JLT I think he's got the JLT written all over him um, I know he's going to probably bump into some of the best novice chases that we've probably seen in years um, but I think he's a really, really nice jumper. I think he'll improve for jumping. He's a right big, bold, burly sort of horse. And it's another one that this season, Tizard's yard is twice as big and strong as last year. And I'm just going to be living in a Colin Tizard dream for the next six months. I can see it. He's, he, I mean, I don't want to say his name, Jim, but he's quite reminiscent of Lost in Translation. He He's... Long ago. Isn't that? Oh, I want to say it was quite. It was gen, you know, campaigned generally over two miles, running a supreme, whilst all the time looking like he'd be a three mile chaser in the future. If the season had properly completed, you'd have, I wouldn't have been surprised that he rocked up in the Mersey, like Lost in Translation did. Yeah, and he'd probably won it. <laughs> That being said, Fusil Raffles is a formidable opponent, and I feel I, I, I underrated him on his chasing debut. Of course, he's better than Gumball. Come on, man! Just because he had a couple of disappointing runs, his form was always superior to that horse's. I let that cloud my judgment. That was poor of me. Uh, I don't want it to hear, but God, Fusil on the roof could be good, couldn't it? But I am just going to side with the Henderson horse. It was a good race. It was a good race. He won on Chase debut. You talk to a quick grab him, you know, group, you know, grade one winner at his peak. Below that nowadays, but still rated in the 140s. Gumball also took part in a champion hurdle last season. I can see why the stepping him up in trip. He's got the benefit of a race under his belt. I hope he does well. I'm, I like Grand Sonsi as well in general. He's a horse I've got a lot of time for. Very, very solid grafting type animal the former the wayward lad would give him a chance as well 
you know, he's only finished three lengths, less than three lengths in third there behind Global Citizen and Rouge Vif. Come on ahead of Al Dancer, who's in a graduation chase at Newton Abbott on Sunday, uh, which we might touch on. He's, you know, he's a threat. He's an above average horse. And he's got the benefit of four chasers, and they've all come in good company. Obviously, he turned over uh, Fox Pro, uh, Jane Williams' horse, who again isn't a mug uh, when he won at Fontwell. He takes advantage of this extended novice season. He's, he's interesting, and Longhouse Sale's just been a revelation. Just been a revelation since going over fences. Already won the first three, beat the butcher said last time out at your talk show. This is different gravy, though, isn't it? You've got you've got horses who were featuring prominently in the market for Cheltenham Festival races. Might be a nice one for handicaps though, long house sale. I'd be interested could could you see him turning up in a Bet Victor Gold Cup in a month's time as a novice? Ooh. That's exciting. Is that a shout? It could be, you know. I'd like to see that. I don't think he'll win this, but I don't think he'll be stuffed. Yeah, I I can see him being a close up third. Yeah. Fascinating race. I am so excited for this. Uh, the Silver Trophy Handicap Hurdle. There is a pri- there is betting for competitive race. The first uh, Grade Three Handicap Hurdle, really, of the season proper in Britain. And they bet best prices. Seven to one last season's been a flash to steal for the Skeltons. Eight to one Notre Perry. Nine's T Clipper and Beaufort West. Ten Saint Sonnets the Psycho. Eleven's Lightly Squeeze, who's also in the Cesarowicz. 12 to doubly clever Fixon and Flink. 14 to 1 Mario de Pale. And 16 to 1 Bar then. Really, really competitive race, Jim. Me and you were both quite big fans of Flash to Steel last season. Not sure whether I've ever had him fav. No, I'm not. Um, like we said, we, we fancied him for a, a bit of a plot in the uh, Martin Pipe, didn't we? Um, he, he was left on a what we thought was a fair mark of 138 but um, like you said I wouldn't have necessarily had him favourite um, a horse I've got a bit of time for is Notre Paris um, of Ollie Murphy's John Joe O'Neill Jr. gets gets the ride um, he's he's very very lightly raced and he, he impressed me when winning a handicap hurdle at um, beating one night in Milan who's been consistent over both codes in, in recent years. Um, he then was pitched into the Lanzarote, sent off three to one, and well, he fell. Simple as that. Um, he was towards the end, and it, he was lucky in hell towards the end. And I don't think he was ever going to get there. Um, and then he was running a novice hurdle where he beat the better of Black Jerry, who which he really should have. Um, and I think Notre Paris. Still very lightly raced. Um, I think it's interesting that that they've popped him in here uh, in a com- competitive grade three. They quite clearly think a fair bit of him. Um, another horse who I like, who you'd never guess who I like, he's, he's Beaufort West. Uh, Tizard's, he's been going really well so far. Um, winning his last two, he, he got absolutely thrashed by Flash of Steel in this last year. Um but I think he's a better horse now, and I think he's there's still a bit of juice in his mark off one two nine, um, and doubly clever's been on a bit of a roll in recent 
uh, months, July and August at Newton Abbott, beating Percy Street and Ball on a, on a budget. He's in arguably the form of his life, uh, up to a career high mark now of one four two. But Luca Morgan gets on really well with him, uh, and I think twelve to one's a fair enough price about him. You're going to like what I have to say, Jimmy, because I am with both at West. Are you? I am. Uh, didn't win in his first season, hurdling. They pitched him into the Supreme and he was still a maiden. But he, w- he was running in, in good races, you know, that, that strong maiden hurdle at Newbury in December, which was won by Raph Hill. He took part in that. He was second to Winston C, who was in America nowadays, but has, has been winning races over there. You know, and I, I remember uh, hearing Tonti's I talk about him saying he was just a horse that needed time. And with time last season, you know, obviously he came back in this, probably biting a bit more off than he could chew at that stage. But two wins since then, all right, one was in a maiden hurdle. It was a bit of a Mickey Mouse race. And then another, you know, he was a 100 to 30 on. To win that font, well, I just think 129 for a horse who clearly looks like a slow burner from respected connections who thought he was worth pitching into a supreme. He could be better than that. I'd hope he'd be better than that. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But these, like, I'm like you. There were a lot of horses who I'd who I'd go into this season with thinking. I'd quite like to keep them on side. T-Clipper won, you know, his first three starts with Tom Lacey last season, then got beat by Savaro Mix, carrying new colours now with Johnny Burke on board. Notre Paris won twice and would have been in the frame in the Lanzarote in between that when he came down late on. He's well-respected. Saints on its interesting over hurdles, isn't he, as well? Uh you know, took part in the marsh last year. They obviously think a hell of a lot of him. The Paul Nichols team. He's fascinating. A mark of 137. His first run in Britain. And you like to cycle for the triumph. It'd be fascinating to see how he gets on as a four-year-old. Especially when there's the four-year-old hurdle on the Friday as well, isn't there? That uh, he could have ran in. Really, Brian Carver takes five off. So that means he's he's got an OR of one four six, but he'll come here of one four one. That'll be a good gauge as to how decent the general crop were last season. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of him. Um, after he, he put up some very impressive performances, won at Exeter beating Bullionaire, who I thought was a, a, a fair enough horse at the time, and, and he absolutely bullied them uh, in the Victor Ladarum. The way he jumped, he jumped like he. He had. He was a six-year-old who'd been there, done it, and bought the T-shirt many years. Um, and I was. It, it was just a manner of his, the way he travelled, the way he jumped, the way he was. Um, and any dig underfoot will certainly help him. Yeah, we've also got then at four thirty-two the John Ayres Memorial Chase. Again, another good race. Eleven to four five Montdel's Avalois five to one Spirit of the Game six as the Bay Birch. Fifteen to two Casablanca Mix nine's Gardla Victoire. Tens Azure and the unit, same price punches cross. Sixteen to one bar them again competitive this gym. I think I'll be with Spirit of the Games. 
it's mental that he didn't get his head in front last season. He doesn't win, does he? His last win came at the Persian Mall meeting two years ago. Yeah. But he's just so consistent. And he's actually down a pound for finishing sixth in the plate. Which, like I said, is always the strongest handicap at the festival. I don't get why they've let him off for that. I know it's only a pound, but he's not regressing. He's been competing in better races than this. Off the same mark, and five to one. Look, I know Spirit of the Games doesn't win. <coughs> but he might do here. It's a winnable race, certainly, for him. Uh, I think 5 to one's a fair enough price. Um, do I, I don't really have a strong opinion in this race. I think it's a, an interesting one to watch and gauge how well handicapped certain horses are in this, because I, I do think most of these are fairly exposed. Um, the Bay Birch bumped into... Myra Barry last season in a in that mare's listed chase and just kept finding one too good and being tonked left right and centre but did run well uh, in the Grand Annual finishing eighth um, was more towards the rear if I if I remember off the top of my head and uh, just weakened towards late on but um, we've seen we've seen him out uh, already finishing third behind Temple Park and uh, he's a horse that's been doing wonders so far uh, in in the summer. Um, I think Babe, the Bay Birch is is a fair enough. He'll need to step up again, and I, I can't remember the last time we saw him win. To be brutally honest, um, in fact, October. Well, it, 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 another one that won at this festival in 2019 uh, at Chepstow. So there you go. Uh, I don't have a strong opinion. Probably the Bay Birch just a spirit again. Fair enough, mate. I can see that. It's a, it's a really, really tidy race. But we're recording this on Thursday evening, so I say we'll leave the Friday stuff till last because we're not sure how much uh, how much value it'll be to to any listeners because half the race we talk about might have already happened. But I'll just run through the Kempton card. Sorry, the Kempton card, the Newmarket card, quickly, Jim, and just say we fancy wins it. Newmarket, uh, sorry, the Cornwallis Stakes at Newmarket. Method, surely? Aklan Express, massive fan of this off. Come on, lad. Oh, good shout, Nigel Tinkler. You were with him when he won at the Ebon meeting, weren't you? Oh, I think the whole of Greater Manchester heard me shouting home just for that extra two yards or whatever he was. He just stuck his nose out for. And all the spit from James Watson's loud shouting. I certainly had a face. The coronavirus and led to the lockdown. Uh, the also sharp stakes. Um, Saffron Beach Jane Chapel Hyam once race winner New Bay Philly 100 to 30 uh, although, I, although Sorry, I, do have to, I do have to give a shout for shout for you running in lost in translation colours <laughs> Jesus Christ uh, the challenge stakes at 3 o'clock pal uh, Namos ooh you like this German horse, don't you? I do. There's something about him. I think he'll pop up in one of these one day. And I think this is another week renewal of a seven furlong race. There's a group too. And I think, well, he got his head back in front last time in Germany. But he didn't run without credit um, in the July Cup. And I think return to seven or so. I think tens, tens is a decent price. I can't disagree with you that, mate. 
and I like I quite, I quite like that you like him because German horses do tend to be underrated in this country and he wasn't disgraced on either of his prior starts over here winner at Baden-Baden since he went back to Germany he's interesting obviously probably the main storyline in his face is the return of De Gea uh, first start for her since she finished narrow second at the Breeders' Cup to sharing she was a horse a lot of people like for the Guineas hope she retains her ability after the injury uh, I think Colusi's a fair price Jim uh, at favourite he's normally a little bit shorter than he is but I'd be, I'd be disappointed as much as I like Laurie's journey he's almost a hot, you know he's a little bit of a go-to horse in these sort of races because I tend to feel he's generally a couple points bigger than he should be I don't feel like he is this time at 5-1 to one. Uh, I'm probably just going to be with Calusa here but I'd like to see Dea run well and I don't disagree that Mamos could be a very clever bet at 10-1 the Phillies mile Jim why is Pretty gorgeous favourite over Shale. Um, because that's step step up to a mile, uh, and other than that, I don't know. But I think and it's weird because I, I do think Shale keeps becoming underrated, and um, I do think she's better on softer ground. Uh, sorry, the other way around. I think I've got this all wrong. I think Shale's better on firmer ground, and uh, Pretty gorgeous on softer. But I have Shale down. Um, as probably not a strongest there of a mile as pretty gorgeous. Um, Isabella Giles is a horse to roll out of peril. I think softer ground will certainly suit, even though she won impressively in the Rockfell last time. And Indigo Girl was a very impressive winner of the May Hill. Uh, did an awful lot wrong and still won a group race. Fascinating race. I'm probably going to go with Isabella Giles. I've said it. Oh, interesting. I I quite fancy Indigo Girl here to turn over the Irish Phillies. I think that male stakes is a good race. Looking forward to it. Uh, and the old Rolly Cup, Jim? Uh, Galata Bridge. He's in my tracker. That's the only reason why. Fair enough. But it's not a race I've had too much of a look at, to be honest. The, the Pride stakes, decent little group three for the Phillies and Mares. Uh... Anna Neerium's always underrated, isn't she? She's 9-1. to one. She might be an each-way bet. Yes, certainly. Um, Virgin Snow's in that at a big old price and being out of Snow Fairy, you've always got that reputation, but she's not been doing too badly this season. Um, bumping into a few every now and again, but it'd be nice to see her get ahead in front. Yeah, logician runs at York in the Cumberland Lodge. Tidy enough little fields for a small field group three. Uh, he's up against Highland Chief, Desert Encounter, and Yukon Glen. That's not a poor race for a grade, to be fair. Chepstow is a fantastic card as well. Like Jim mentioned Bla- earlier, Blacko and Time White are out in the 210 uh, listed four year old hurdle. I'm with Blacko for that, Jim. Do you have any opinion? No, I'm not really. Ha! We'll move past that. Uh, Oh, there's that Team Vaughan. We've got Oscar Loker in the Mares Novice Hurdle and Be Brave for Glory in the General Novice Hurdle. 
later on the card he's got, he's got a job on to beat Fliku Voyu. Though the Persian War Jim were big fans of one for the team. Can he turn McFabulous over? It's interesting, isn't it? Um gets a three pound off him. Um five pounds officially at the weights. I think it's interesting. I think McFabulous has gone very, very short now and as much as he's got the reputation that he's could be a, a stayer staying hurdler in the in the making in what we could see in the next six months. I don't think one for the team's too far away from that quality, having battered the field at Newbury last time. Um, I, I, I'd, I'd, at the price, he's one for the team. And with you, I really like this race. Get around. We are in the process of assembling the turf top 12 for the jump season. Get around wasn't a mile away from being on my shortlist to that. Pharrell Picard, he runs here after winning a bit of a Mickey Mouse race at Perth last time out, but I really like him uh, in general. I think he's quite smart. And Everglow, rudder up in the bumper at this meeting last season, he went on then to be third behind Israel champion Time Flies By. That's above average bumper form. He makes his hurdles debut. I'd be with you though at the prices, one for the team to beat McFabulous. And the veterans chase. Oh, what a stunning race this is. Who wins it, pal? Uh, I'm going to have to pick theatre guy, don't I? I think double shuffles dropped to a decent mark. I don't think it's... It sounds weird to say for a veterans chase. Unexposed. But I don't... Because <laughs> he's, he's not unexposed. But I feel like he'd, he'd, he'd got himself to almost to a level where he was always going to struggle off the marks he were at. This is a little bit more realistic. He's, he's 10, he's one of the younger side of this level. I'd be interested to see whether he could compete off 147 in this. Joe Farrell had a good year last year without winning. Yeah, a guy's just a bit of a don. But yeah, double shuffle potentially overpriced for me at nine to one. Don't forget the slowly. Yeah, Uh, I mean the Don Dan Skelton now in charge of the mighty Don Polar. It's nice to see that he's still running. Uh, We used to think he would want to win a gold cup. (sighs) Bless him. Uh, that's that's just pleasant that he's there uh, and I, we hope he has a nice day out uh, and the final race I'll touch on mate uh, at least on the Friday is the Tom Malone Bloodstock Novices Chase tidy races the teaser had of, of all the gin joints in who were also run at this meeting last season uh, beat Flick over you and Harry Senior uh, looks the type to make a chaser yeah for sure, and three to one's a bit of value, even though Enrio is a pretty good standard setter with that third in the cello. Don't think they'll beat Ash Dillon. You know, I'm going. I'm going for the more more exposed hurdler, but he was. A, he's a good horse, is Ash Dillon. You know, he ran in a. They got him to a stay as hurdle last season. He's still lightly raced, really, for a. For a staying handicap hurdler, he's seven. 
he's had what ten starts under Rubles. He was progressing well enough last season. Uh, you know that the Fergal O'Brien team felt it wouldn't be out of place. You know, trying to run into a place in the stairs uh, in a stairs hurdle. He's won, a, you know, won a point when he was back in Ireland. He's the he's less sexy than Enrillo of all the gin joints, but his form's probably actually the best. I'll be with him here. Nice to see the Cashel man out as well. Uh, he had a good campaign last season, ending in the Albert Bartlett. Interesting to see whether he goes well over fences. Uh, quickly, Jim, Sunday. I'm not going to try and analyse the Munster National before Dex are out for it. Jesus Christ, even by my standards, that would be slightly insane. Although it's nice to see Alpha Dezo bow out. He could be on the shortlist for the Grand National this season. Uh, Jiggins Town look like, even without Tiger Roll, Milan native who won this week, Alpha Dezo Bow, Champagne Classic, who's clearly going to win the Grand National. Uh, they look like they've got a right team for that race this season. Uh, Newton Abbott, like we said, intermediate chase featuring Al Dancer and everyone's favourite calamity horse, Master Tommy Tucker. Don't you dare be horrible about the Tommy Tucker. Um, I, love I, lo- I love the Tommy Tucker, Jim. I love the Tommy Tucker, and the Tommy Tucker is clearly a better horse than 148. However, uh, he runs in jumps races. <laughs> that was the only negative, isn't it? Um, safe round. Come on, lads. Let's get your jumping performance together. Like, you, you can look like... His form is a registration plate. <laughs> That's a beautiful way to put it. Bless him. What a boy. I hope he goes well, though. Uh, and you wanted to have a minor touch on Goodwood. Yeah, there's a... Um, there's a, the October Philly Sticks, which is a nice enough renewal, um, with thanks to uh, one at Catchwick fairly impressively beating a, all a bit of an exposed type. Um, but beat Wallinac on it on a debut. Um, second at first, cheese cheese a nice filly uh, who I think will have to still improve. De Gea is in this as well, but we've seen she's entered elsewhere. Anasis the winner at Royal Ascot uh, in the Sandringham, uh, and Bimble's in this who I like, but I, I don't think he's up to this this quality. Um, and Leaf Hopper who's Unexposed, and we've seen run twice and, and get a get a head in front twice. I think it's a, a, a nice race, and the grounds registered are heavy at the minute, so it'll be a right slog. Nice one, Jim. Uh, nap time, mate. Lots to go from this weekend. Oh, there is. There's a there's a hell of a lot. Um, new market nap of the weekend it comes in the Darley Stakes. We're going to go highest ground, eleven to four. Um, We'll go Chepstow in the novice, Fiddle on the Roof next best. And we'll go as reserve. Reserve will be Matthew Flinders at York. I will nap Spirit of the Games to win the John Ayres Memorial Chase at Chepstow on Saturday. 
looks like a good opportunity for him to get his head in front. Although I'm sure someone said that about Spirit of the Games every time he's ran for the past <laughs> two seasons. That being said, he's, he, get, he doesn't get beat because he lacks the attitude. You know, he's not soft. He just keeps, you know, running his race in these races where there's sort of well-handicapped plot horses running and everyone knows everything about Spirit of the Games. But he's been dropped a pound for running really well at the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, hope he wins. Deserves to win one. Uh, my next best... I might I might copy our friend Liam Dye. Because I know for the Cheltenham Festival... He was slightly keen on Remiluk each way for the county. Remiluk returns here at Chepstow uh, in the handicap hurdle on Saturday at 2.12. First run since finishing third in the Betfair hurdle. He's only up £3 to that. He was second in the county in 2018 off 144. We don't have prices. Look, he's exposed. We know a lot about him. But I've been... I'd be interested to see. I bet we might get a little bit of a price about him because he's not not very sexy, but he's he can compete off this mark, and he might be the next best. Uh, we retain the faith there, and my reserve. Ooh, let's go, Tommy Tucker. Are you, are you, are you risking it for a biscuit? Yeah, well, let's live life on the edge, lad. You know, let's put all our eggs in, in one basket and all that they don't get absolutely decimated. Uh, do you know what? He was actually jumping really well last time until he did what he did. And he'd have won that pendulum of his chase easily. I, I Look, he's a group. He's a graded level horse, really, when he gets his act together. So I hope this is the time. I hope he gets a good season out of him. Uh <laughs> We have a giggle, but we both we both quite like the Tommy Tucker, don't we? We do. Well, I've got a right soft spot for him, but didn't I back him for the JLT? Yeah, I, I think you even put him up for the JLT as soon, even after they'd said we're not going to Cheltenham. <laughs> Just stick him in every race, he'll win. If he gets round, touch wood. Uh, anything else from you, pal? Um, not really, just sit, in, sit on your couch and enjoy the top class action that you'll be seeing this weekend. Couldn't put it better myself, we are in the process of putting, like I said, the turf talk to all together, so hopefully when we have all that, we'll be able to record our jump season preview at some point next week, which I am so buzzing for. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening, thanks to rating the race for the support, and we'll see you all again soon. Stay safe.